Welcome to the Startup Funding Podcast, Episode 2. Today we have Mr. Ong Kai Kiet. He is going to share with us about startup funding. He has been on both sides of the fence, an entrepreneur and a professional investor at a venture capital firm. This Startup Founding Podcast is to share his experience to help startup founders raise funds more effectively. We're going to have about many topics today. Anyways, thanks for being here again, Kaiket. Hi, Stefan. I'm glad to be here again. We're going to be talking about many, many things. Uh, one of the things are the challenges, the pitfalls. What is one pitfall that uh, founders usually make the mistake of in raising funds? Yes, it's a big topic. It's a jungle out there, right? But the first pitfall that I want to focus on today that I see happen too many times. The pitfall is that the founder focus a lot on the product and not the business plan or vice versa. No, they have a very big business plan, but they do not have the engineering focus. Now, it goes without saying that for startup to be successful, you need both, right? And let me give you an example of two companies that is doing the same thing. And it's more common actually for a lot of startup founders to be more focused on engineering to the detriment of their business plan. These kind of founders are maybe engineers and they want to provide the best product. They are focused on giving out the best, providing the best product. But I think we should understand that a product is never finished. As long as it's viable enough, you need to prove its viability on the business side. Let me just give you an example of a startup, of two startups. One that's more balanced and one was more for engineering focus, right? Let's say the, the one that's more focused on engineering, call it A, right? Company A and B are both selling lights with edge-enabled device. So one of the functionality they provide is that you can turn on your lights in a big, very big space of different lights immediately and they save energy for you, which is the utility of their technology. So A was focused on making their technology the best. It started out with, it has three engineers and one BD person. So they started out, for the first three years, they got no business. They came to Singapore. In the next three years, they got three major projects and that's it. And they are burning their own money, $1 million, net loss. And for the past one year and three months, they have no revenue at all. And this and is it, because they were focused on building the perfect product. They are focused on building a perfect product. They believed in their perfect product as well. Yes, but the way that they go about doing their business is that they told us that they have a long list of potential clients, but nobody signed with them. And then we have another company, also H, light enabled age products. There was one founder who was an engineer. He brought in two of his BD guys, right? Business development. Correct, business development guys. And they did share with us that they have continuous project at the moment. So they have seen two companies selling almost the same products, but one has no business for one year and three months and one is continuously running. It's actually profitable. But that said, both of them are actually traditional business. Not something that a startup, a VC will want to invest in. But at least company, startup B, he has his own traction. He has his own 
enough funding to run the business. Of course, you can pivot later on to be a more kind of a business, but there is a traditional business they can survive on their own. They have enough cash on hand, and the business is generating profit, so there's no problem surviving, right? So when I talked to the founder, or founder of Salabi, he was quite confident, and he was okay that, in fact, told him that we are more of a traditional business. But for startup A, when the founder came in, he was quite distraught because of over one year he has no business. And we also have to reject him because he has not shown attraction, right? He doesn't he has not shown whether this product is needed in the market. Whether his product is, is in the market, we, we can't be the one that's driving the business for him as a VC, right? The whole idea is this. You might think you have the best product, and the market will definitely love it, but who is there to prove it if you do not have commercialization track record if you do not have a record of people paying you for the money you can be a loss making business right if you're a profit making business that's really a big bonus but it's okay to, to be lost to be losing money because you are just focused on execution you execute focus on bringing the price down in a sense accessible to the end user so because there's some products out there even if you give it away free nobody will take it right and how do we know whether your product is good or not if you do not have attraction. So that is one common pitfall that I've seen in a lot of startups, right? They are very focused on the product, but not on the commercialization part. Mm, that's because it's their baby and they really believe that it will be useful to other people. But most companies don't spend the time and the effort to go to a research company. Do you recommend research companies for such a purpose? At very early stage, I will not go that far. So what yes. would you recommend to say the team of founders who really want to bring their, their product to market? What would you recommend to them? I would recommend that first you need to be good with sharing power. What do you that mean means that? to say that it's okay to have an engineering focus founder or even two engineering focus founder. But you must have one, at least one very strong co-founder that's with you that looks at the commercialization part, that looks at the finances part. Right, and he must really be the one that listen to what he has to say. You know, he has like a veto, right? You know, you have spent the last one year, and you have come up with a single client that is willing to pay for it or at least use a product. Yeah, then it's something that if he says that you should, uh, we should slow down the spending on the engineering side and find and put in more money on the finding the business part. That's something you should like really listen to him, and that's something that. You rarely see one founder can wear both hats. It's very rare that you see one founder that can be both an engineer and a BD CFO person. And it's very apparent when you talk to them. Right? They can tell you everything about the product. And as a VC, we see a lot of products, right? We you see hear a lot of presentations. A lot of presentations. You don't really see, you don't really know <laughs> which are the good ones, right? Yeah. Because they, everybody will say that they have the best product. But we know there is a best product when there is somebody buying, paying for a product, right? And they are like paying for say one year, right? they are especially good companies that's paying for that. So it's important for the founders to share the power, especially between the engineering side and the commercialization side. Mm. Just to end off, can I just ask you, what do you think VCs are looking for in commercialization? What proof are they actually thinking of? If, if at the early stages, a research a market research company is not a viable option, what could founders do to avoid this pitfall? Founders must first go in and find their customers, right? 
and get the customers to pay for it. I'm not saying that you totally should not touch any market research firm. Of course, you need to know how big your market is, right? But it's also in the execution. So assuming that, on the, size that the, the market, let's say it's big, and you have reasonable confidence that you can go for it, then go for it. But of course, you might come with a product that's competitive. So you need to first go in with your competitive product, go and find your end user, whoever that will use your product. Maybe you can give it away free at first, but at one point to prove real traction, they must they be willing to, to pay. pay for you mm. because that sense that it says that you are actually helping them to improve on their business. Say for example, you have a customer that needs a certain ingredient, right? Maybe it costs a hundred dollars per kg, and you're able to make it ten dollars per kg. Maybe they say you can say I can give it away to you free first. You put it in your production and see if it helps, right? If it really helps, and you know, if they're selling for $1,000 for the entire product, you know, they have just reduced the cost by $90. They should be willing to pay you the $10 or $11 per kg that you ask for. And that's really the best sort of validation that you have, yeah, that your product is good. Because somebody is actually using your product in part of their life or part of their business process. Thank you, Mr. Ong. It is truly what you just shared is very logical and very helpful. If you're listening to this podcast, thank you for joining us. This is actually a series of 12 podcasts, so keep on listening. Follow us for more ways and more interesting topics about how to raise funds effectively. Thank you. Thank you.